0: the purpose of this show is solely to provide information for you to make your own decisions on the subjects that are presented welcome to the ben armstrong show folks u.s strikes syria will bible prophecy be fulfilled as world war III escalates That's what we're dealing with. And why did the U.S. strike Syria? Well, it's retaliation. They haven't really even talked about, because I don't think uh, the Biden administration wanted a lot of hubbub about how our bases have been getting attacked, uh, and militant groups have been attacking, and apparently, you know, we've obviously knew where some of these attacks are coming from and who's behind them, and we know... Ultimately, Iran is going to be behind this stuff, but uh, the, some of these places are in Syria. Two two spots in Syria. And I, I've said from the beginning, I'm, I'm fascinated by somehow Syria might be so key in, in connecting Bible prophecy, or at least where we're at. There is a whole bunch of, like, destruction prophecies in the Bible. Some of them are spread out. Some of them are in the exact same uh, books. Like, Isaiah has different stuff of different countries and their demise. Uh, this, is, this is found in Isaiah 17 about uh, Damascus being basically completely destroyed, and Damascus is the capital of Syria, I guess some could argue, I guess there was a little town called Damascus that was not in Syria, but below. But most scholars believe this has always been referring to uh, the Damascus that we know as the capital of of Syria and always wondered, well, when I was a kid, the, the Bible prophets, I think most of them just believed it would happen during the tribulation or as God's judgment is coming down, like during Armageddon, uh, that this could happen. But as things move forward, I've also heard plenty of, of pastors that said, no, it could happen at the beginning of the tribulation. And many, many say a lot of these wars, these little demises of these places will happen before the tribulation technically begins. Uh, and they are the wars and rumors of wars and things like that. And well, clearly Damascus exists and has not been wiped off the face of the earth, basically. And there's not much about it being wiped off in Isaiah chapter 17, but it's there. But let's first deal with U.S. striking Syria. And if you're wondering, is this a biblical program? No, it's just it's what's in the news. I'm I'm giving you I am an open Christian, and when things in the Bible are making the news right before my eyes, I can't ignore them when that's how I make correct predictions about things that are going to happen in the future, and I'm usually right. But I wait for things to play out so I can say, oh, because if Bible prophecy is playing out, when you're living it, you will get way more clarity than someone who lived 300 years ago trying to figure out. What does this really mean? But a lot of times you'll have scholar or someone who lived just 50 years ago and has been dead for 30 years. How in the world could they possibly figure out better what these things mean than someone who could be just an average? They don't have to be a great preacher. Some Just some average preacher who lives through it is gonna understand more than the greatest preacher of all time who does not live through it, but is just trying to predict and didn't even see certain technologies to make certain things happen. And so I'm always amazed how some people get stubborn about, well, what it's been taught. Yeah, it's been taught. They're guessing as best as they can. And some of them, they're not guessing on things. Some of the things are just firm foundations. Like when the, if the Bible says Persia is going to do something, that's talking about Iran. That, that's clear. You don't have to argue. You, you wait for that to happen. You don't say Australia did this. And it seems to fit what the Bible said when it said Persia was going to do this. Well, no, Australia cannot fulfill anything about Persia. So yes, of course, you can't get wackos and stuff like that. You have to be strict about, are you following what it says biblically? So no, I don't want to make this some sort of giant Bible lesson, but but history is fulfilling Bible prophecy like crazy, and it looks like it's connecting the dots to where I can connect. Okay, if this happens, that could fulfill this in Bible prophecy. Look how this can lead to this. Because I'm watching it, I didn't know that you know it, it was all going to go down the way this has gone down with. The, How would I uh, how would we ever know that Gaza would just out of nowhere do what they did on the day they did it while you have Russia and China at the same time threatening to blow up America? You basically have World War Three going on, which makes this more significant. I know we've had strikes in the Middle East before. You've had terrorist attacks. We've had conflict with Syria before. And this is just the initial, hey, you've hit some of our bases, we're responding, which normally, 20 years ago, that'd be a small thing. Well, why isn't it a small thing? Because it really feels like these things are happening to drag America into World War III, and it's a plot and a trap. Because you have China and Russia saying they're going to blow America up, and you're having our our military being dragged out and we know China and Russia are heavily involved in all this along with Iran. And if they're involved in all this and then Syria does these things being funded by Iran or at least groups within Syria, because it's all connected, it's much more serious. It's much more, wow, could this be China and Russia want this to escalate. They're escalating us in. They're dragging us in. They're depleting us and our resources and stretching us out. And then we have open borders being invaded by our enemies. And you have to ask, okay, with the open borders and our military being stretched out away from our own shores, is that a military strategy? And most people would say, yes, of course it is a military strategy for what then you have to ask these are real questions what what kind of military strategy would that be for what to wage war with us in the middle east and china and russia are going to come down into the middle east as well and they just want to fight it out right there or is it they want us they want us to have to fight the people who do exist in the Middle East, while they don't, they may posture, but is it to make it so that they can actually do something that's unthinkable in America's minds, Americans, the citizens' minds, and that's bring the war right to America. And so this type of thing, which happens in Syria, escalates World War Three. And so I see, okay, if this is escalating World War Three is World War III biblical prophecy? A lot of people thought, you know, a lot, we'll see all these things happen when the world is saying we're in World War Three. Well, the world is saying we're in World War Three, and these things are happening. I'll give you deep stuff about biblical prophecy, and I need to get to it, but I first got to play these cuts so you understand kind of what happened. I'm sure you already heard it. This is probably old news because... Uh, By the time you're seeing this video, who knows what has already happened. But this is what I know. And it's only small stuff because it's been breaking news. And then we've only had a little bit more information since then. But take a listen to this quick report.
1: Sean, we can report um, based on senior military sources that U.S. warplanes have carried out airstrikes tonight inside Syria against Iranian proxy forces. We don't know the number of strikes. Uh, we were told earlier today that to expect that perhaps uh, F-15s and F-16s would be involved in the airstrikes, but we don't have confirmation yet how about how many warplanes. But those strikes have been carried out. I'm told uh, it is in response to the more than dozen strikes against U.S. bases. Uh, The message is a clear message designed uh, to Iran and its proxy forces to stop carrying out these uh, drone and rocket attacks against U.S. bases. Um, But I'm told that the planes have safely left the area and that the airstrikes uh, are complete at this time. Um, They were uh, targeting multiple locations inside Syria and Iranian proxy forces, Sean.
0: This is so significant significant because Iran is involved who's big time backed by Russia. And so I have to ask this question. The people that supported yeah, Ukraine, we need to be involved in that and we kept saying Russia's a nuclear power. We don't need to get involved. Don't poke Russia. This isn't the Middle East. You get involved with that, you could end up in World War 3 with nuclear war. We need to stay out of it. We need to be Always trying to make the two sides come to a peace contract, never escalating, never arming one or the other side. We need to back away. And e- even if we've had involvement in the past, we need to say, well, no, 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 we're not for any of this. We need to be diplomatic at that time. You're dealing with a nuclear power. It isn't just fun and games. To all you have said, though, well, that's crazy. No, we can do that with a poke Russia. It doesn't matter. You got to stand strong against the nuclear power. Are you really glad that now that we're being pulled into Syria and this could really escalate, their number one ally is Russia, who already is ticked at us because you got us involved, the people that wanted us involved in Ukraine. And this could escalate to Russia nuking America. Whereas this situation, if we weren't involved in Ukraine, wouldn't be nearly as serious as it is it is serious because russia then became allies with china china's involved in all of this and these evil nations are all plotting this together and that's why it's happening it all started with ukraine as we said you can't control this it's going to roll into and turn into world war three and you won't be able to control it we were right all those people were wrong and they won't ever admit they're wrong they don't back off And they think, well, you got to keep posturing strong. And we're the people that believe in in peace through strength, but not like idiot peace through strength. You don't run around punching people in the nose, picking fights when you don't have to. Peace through strength is they try to pick a fight with you and you knock them on their butt and say, don't ever try that again. And you do it immediately. You do it strong and they know, I don't even want to mess with that person. You don't go walking around like a bully, and and see people quarreling, and you just come up and say, "Ha ha, bam, yeah, boom," I'm I'm strong. And you're like, dude, do you know who you just punched there? That kid's gonna come back with a gun. That isn't just some you do. You, you don't just randomly punch people. Doesn't matter that you're strong. You got to know who you're dealing with. And that's what we're doing with Russia. We were saying, dude, do you know who you're punching? You're punching Russia. Do you understand Russia can come back with a gun? You're trying to do a street fight and they're going to come back with a weapon. And in military terms, do you understand they have nuclear power? They could go run to mama and say, I got punched on the playground. Which they wouldn't, but they know they've got a whole bunch of guns at home and They're crazy enough to come and bring the gun back and shoot you. So there has to be some intelligence to peace through strength. Uh, So you have these U.S. strikes. Let me give you one more report from Fox News. What was happening? Fox News at night. Take a listen.
1: Brian Yenis joins
0: me live here on set in Jerusalem. Jennifer Griffin was just talking, uh, Brian, about the ground war. I'm not sure if you heard her. She was talking about the ground war and that Hezbollah will kind of decide their next move based on what Israel does in the ground war. And you believe that what happened tonight with the United States striking targets in Syria might might play into that timing. Well, obviously, this is going to be in the eyes of Iran, whether or not they view this as an escalatory move, obviously, with their control of Hamas. Two things, the Wall Street Journal had reported that Israel was holding back on its invasion in part because they wanted the United States to set up the THAAD and Patriot missile defense systems at those bases to protect our troops in case of more attacks that they were expecting once this ground invasion began. In my mind, this they don't attack the United States if those defense systems weren't in place, obviously thinking that Iran would strike back. So that could tell us something about the fact that those defense systems are in place, which means that the ground invasion could be closer. The second thing I'm really thinking about are the 224 hostages. Does this change the terms of the negotiations in the last? Yeah. And you can go into that. And I was going to give you more, but I don't have time. As you can see, it's all connected. It's all All can escalate. And, of course, we, the United States, are trying to say this is totally separate from the Israeli situation. But the world all knows none of it is separate. This is an escalation of World War III. And now America physically is it has conducted kinetic war. I know they've done it a little bit already. But you really can say we officially have done kinetic war and participated in World War III kinetically. This is just the very, 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 very beginning. So, what about Isaiah 17? I talk about it all the time, and I say, and you might hear other people say this, and you, you're like, "But what does it say, Ben? It says it right at the beginning. Let me give you Isaiah 17 from the New American Standard uh, translation that way. Well, just take a listen to the very beginning of this. This is a prophecy about Damascus. Remember, Damascus is Syria's uh
2: It's it's their capital. So take a listen. Isaiah 17 New American Standard Bible Behold, Damascus is about to be removed from being a city and will become a fallen ruin. The cities of Arua are abandoned. They will be for herds to lie down in, and there will be no one to frighten them. The fortified city will disappear from Ephraim, And sovereignty from Damascus. And the remnant of Aram. They will be like the glory of the sons of Israel. Declares the Lord of Armies. Now, it doesn't say who does this to
0: Damascus, by the way, just so you know. It just starts out that Damascus is basically taken out. But it does go into a whole bunch of stuff that you can tell eventually, eventually. They will blame Israel regardless. Israel is going to be involved. This is more like a prophetic sign. When you see something happen to Damascus and, and
2: well, I'll give you more. I'll pick up where I left off. Now on that day, the glory of Jacob will fade and the fatness of his flesh will become lean. Who is Jacob? That's Israel and saying Israel.
0: Will become lean this won't be a good situation when damascus gets falls when you see that israel i guess is might have a famine or it doesn't even it might not necessarily mean food it might become weak uh because something's
2: gonna fade just so you know and the fatness of his flesh will become lean it will be like the reaper gathering the standing grain as his arm harvests the ears, or it will be like one gleaning ears of grain in the valley of Rephaim. Yet gleanings will be left in it like the shaking of an olive tree. Two or three olives on the topmost branch, four or five on the branches of a fruitful tree, declares the Lord, the God of Israel. That's
0: fascinating. I, I want to pause it there because that could mean a whole bunch of stuff. This is That's the thing with when it gets fulfilled, you can look back and say, oh, well, we know exactly what that means right now. Don't know exactly what that means, although what pops in my hand when it's saying the reaper and the harvest is, is that an indication that when Damascus falls, Israel becomes lean. Something else is going on that a reaper came by, but there's going to be some figs left. But it's too late for them. They're still left behind, because that's what it seems like. There's a reaping, and there's some that are left behind that are good, but if you're left behind, you, you didn't have Jesus Christ, but you might after this event. So you would become, after this event, a Christ follower, but you're still going to be there to have to go through all this junk. I could interpret it that way, that that might be something that's pointing to a rapture verse. Maybe it could be totally
2: something else. Once it's fulfilled, you'll really know. I'll pick up where I left off. The God of Israel, on that day, man will look to his maker and his eyes will look to the Holy One of Israel and he will not look to the altars, the work of his hands, nor will he look to that which his fingers have made. Even the ashram and incense altars On that day their strong cities will be like abandoned places in the forest. Or like branches, which they abandoned before the sons of Israel. And the land will be a desolation. For you have forgotten the God of your salvation. And have not remembered the rock of your refuge. Therefore you plant delightful plants. And set them with vine shoots of a strange God. On the day that you plant it you carefully fence it in. And in the morning you bring your seed to blossom, but the harvest will flee, on a day of illness and incurable pain. That's saying that uh, they planted their plants
0: with a strange god, not with the right god, so the harvest, the harvesting,
2: will flee from them. Pretty interesting. Here's more. Oh, the uproar of many peoples, who roar like the roaring of the seas. This is the world All of a sudden,
0: this has happened. The world is in an uproar against Israel. They're getting blamed for something. Damascus, most likely. And maybe they're the ones who did it. Maybe they're not. Maybe America does. I don't know, but there's an uproar now, it's saying. And the world is trying to go after Israel. And this really looks like this feeds into, it could be talking about, because there's some similarities here of, the uproar of the Gog-Magog war, which I won't go into, but you can research that. This might be the leading into, then you would see after Damascus could be a sign, you have all these things happen, and then you could see the Gog-Magog war happening.
2: Who roar like the roaring of the seas, and the rumbling of nations? Who rush on like the rumbling of mighty waters? The nations rumble on like the rumbling of many waters. But he will rebuke them, and they will flee far away, and be chased like chaff on the mountains before the wind, or like whirling dust before a gale. At evening time, behold, there is terror. Before morning, they are gone. This will be the fate of those who plunder us, and the lot of those who pillage
0: us. That's all of 17, and it's saying, in the evening, they'll be ready to to plunder Israel, and in the morning, they'll be gone. Something supernatural will happen, uh, and that's, that's kind of like the picture of what happens with Gog and Magog, and the world goes after. And this also is something that a lot of pastors say happens before the tribulation, but people living at this time, they'll say, this is Armageddon, it's already the end of the world, but it wouldn't be. It'd be the beginning, and they wouldn't even have set up the one-world government with a peace contract yet. Maybe you 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 haven't even entered the seven-year period because people don't realize how bad the tribulation is really going to be. That's why. See, this is the beginning, and it's not even the tribulation. <laughs> that's very possible. Are we entering this? I don't know. Only time will tell if this is what's fulfilled, and we're not there yet. But what if it escalates even more? Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through him. I love you guys. See ya! Hey guys, hit the subscribe button right now. Hey guys, our freedom is under attack. I'm sure you're well aware of that. And yet, the loss of freedom is not inevitable. America can be saved and an informed citizenry can and will make the difference. What you need to do is check out Beyond the Cover, weekly episodes of Beyond the Cover. Check them out at thenewamerican.com. So you can look at the regular magazine, The New American, but go beyond the cover with Beyond the Cover. Go to thenewamerican.com.